You're listening to the Winning to Wealth podcast, and on this episode, I'm going to lay out exactly how I built a business making 10K a month in just six months while working less than 10 hours a week. So as you all know, back in November, I started my own business after being laid off in May of 2020. Actually, I started the business back in August of 2020, but we officially launched on November 5th of 2020. And by May of 2021, we were bringing in over $10,000 a month in revenue. Now here we are in August and actually right like maybe 10 minutes before I recorded this, we actually landed our first large commercial client. Uh, and the best part about this whole experience going from zero to regularly having $10,000 months is that I have never worked more than, say, 10 hours in a week. To be completely honest, I think the number is more like five, it might even be six, but most people don't believe that. So I just started saying 10, but I know for a fact that I'm not spending two hours per day on my business. So I know it's not 10 hours a week. Um, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about is just my personal journey to get to this point uh, and hopefully if some of you are considering or on the fence about starting a business, hopefully something I say will give you some insight as you take that journey or consider that journey for yourself. So what made me want to start a business? Well, honestly, it was this whole pandemic situation. Um, I personally had no interest in starting this particular business. Like I'm not passionate about the cleaning industry at all. Um, but there was a time when we were really concerned about my wife returning back to work too soon and catching COVID in the classroom. And we do find on one income, but having no income just wasn't something that we were really ready for, even though we had a one year emergency fund and a lot of liquid assets at that point, we just didn't feel comfortable with that. Uh, and so I had seen some online friends of mine talking about a cleaning business they started that was bringing in like a quarter million a year and they weren't cleaning any houses. And they were working a few hours a week and it was just like, this is great. Like, I know I've done some HR work and I have about a decade of sales and leadership experience. So I figured if anybody was building a business like this and making that much that I could do the same with time. And so now that our single income was being threatened, I made the leap. I bought a course um, to really just learn the ins and outs of this particular business model. And uh, let's go into that. So the business that I own is what you call a referral agency. I use my sales and marketing skills to find customers looking to have their homes cleaned. And I match them with cleaning professionals who are looking for more customers. Now, here's why this business model works so well. A lot of local service-based entrepreneurs are really amazing at what they do. Plumbers, mobile detailers, home cleaners, um, landscapers, etc. Totally amazing at what they do. But what they aren't so great at is the business side of things. And that's where my expertise actually lies. Um, they don't have websites that allow online bookings. I had built websites in the past. I'd built Winning to Wealth website by myself. 
Um, they aren't always available by phone because they're actually working the job. Well, during the day, it's just me and my daughter hanging out. And uh, so I'm pretty accessible. Uh, a lot of them aren't even really good at maintaining a calendar for themselves. Um, that's something I could build an online system for. And so what happens is this leads to bad reviews, bad customer experiences, and ultimately a lot of wasted money for them. So my company steps in, handles all of the business things like sales, marketing, customer services, payment processing, scheduling, all of that, which frees the service providers up to focus 100% on what they do best, which is cleaning homes. Now, they get to keep their current customer bases and we send them jobs from my company as independent contractors and we split the revenue 60-40. They take 60%, I take 40%. Um, and kind of the way this works, we'll get into some automation stuff later, but customer goes on my website and books. It sends a text message to all of my teams that cover that specific zip code and they go in and accept and accept or decline the job based on their availability, based on the payout, whatever factors they want to take into consideration. It doesn't bother, bother me. Now, back to where we were. Because my company provides a premium level service in that we offer online bookings, we are always available by phone. Um, we maintain the caliber. We send text reminders. We do all of those things that a high level premium service does we can charge a premium price. This means that the 60% they get from me is usually right in line with what the cleaners charge themselves. So I get paid, the cleaners get additional jobs and more money, and the customers get a great experience from the time they book until the time the job is done. So everybody in this process wins. So now that you know a little bit about the business model, let's talk about how I was able to build it up so quickly with so little work. So first things first, I set up my LLC. Uh, I had done this before with winning to wealth. So honestly, something I had a lot of experience with wasn't that hard uh, in Texas specifically. It's just like a few documents and fees and boom, you're on your way. Now, if you're considering starting an LLC, what I would recommend you do is check out llcuniversity.com. And it will walk you through everything you need to do step by step to set up your LLC the right way in your state. Like it's literally a checklist. And like when you click the links, it takes you to the form you need. You fill out the form, you send it to where they tell you to. It's really that simple. Um, you can also go through a company like LegalZoom. Now, companies like that, they're a little pricey. But if you're not confident in your ability to set everything up yourself, you can totally go that route, too. Now, I knew I didn't want to build a business that would require me to be there 40 hours a week. I knew that. Um, I also knew that the key to this was building efficient and effective systems that could run without me. Another zone of genius that I have is building systems. Uh, and so I knew that I needed to have something like uh, sales templates that I could just copy and paste in response to leads. Um, I wanted that because eventually I want to hire a virtual assistant to replace me and I want them to essentially follow my script, put their own personalities on it, but I want them to kind of follow the script that I know works already. Um, I knew I needed a website that can not only make the reservations, but take the payments without customers having to call in all the time or even worse, scramble to find a checkbook or cash and sending that money with the contractors. In, and I have to track them down to collect the money and then I have to turn around and pay them back and so on and so forth. I needed a system in place that could collect the payment, do the direct deposits, all of those things. And so I built that. I connected 
couple of different things, Stripe, Gusto, and my booking service, Launch 27, um, to where when a, when a cleaning is done, the customer gets charged, um, payroll gets sent out every single Friday, and we're good to go. So if I was going to have a team of contractors, I also needed a system, like I already laid out, that would send a text to them, alerting them when a booking was in their area. Instead of me having to go in, screenshot the details, text it to all of them manually, wait for them to respond, go back in, assign the job, all of those things. I needed to build a system that did all of that on its own. And so I took the time, set that up. I needed email and text reminders for our customers, which would cut back on last minute cancellations. And one of the things I'm proud to say is that in like nine months, we've only had two same day cancellations that we had to charge for. Um, and I credit that to our text and email reminders. Customers get an email reminder on the fourth and the second day before their booking. They get a text reminder on the third and the first day before their booking. Um, and then they get a text when the contractor uses our app to say that they're on the way. So all of that kind of cuts down on last minute cancellations and customers and cleaners showing up and nobody's home and all of those things. And all of that was important to me because I wanted to do stuff like take a two week road trip with my family and not spend the entire time working. As a matter of fact, my business runs so smoothly these days that I trained my wife on how to be the sales and customer service rep in less than an hour on the morning that we left for our trip. Like I had completely forgotten to train her but I was driving for six hours. And so by the time we made it to Louisiana, like six hours later, she had made several bookings while I drove. And that pretty much continued on for the entirety of our trip. So it's important when you're building a business to kind of have these goals in mind of how do you want your life to look? Do you want your life to revolve around your business? Um, or do you want to have that flexibility? And you can build that flexibility in. Now, if you don't know how to do these things, you will obviously have to pay somebody to do them. But uh, to be honest, nobody starts a business to work 70 or 80 hours a week and spend all of their time away from their family. But it happens and it happens regularly because business owners really don't spend the time setting up more efficient systems so that the business can run without them. And I know it's kind of a cart before the horse thing, like you're like, but I got to make money in order to pay somebody to build the systems. I get it. Um, but what you can do is map out these things so that when you finally start making the money, it's not something that keeps getting pushed down uh, on your agenda. And really, it just requires you to think through every aspect of your business and come up with a plan for that particular thing. I mean, you'll tweak the plan as you go, which is something that I've done regularly. I constantly tweak things. Um, but just having something in place will help you tremendously. So we've got the legal stuff handled. We've got systems in place to make us easy to work with for customers, easy to work with for the contractors. I have a great quality of life. Everybody's winning. Next was figuring out my pricing structure. And for this, I honestly just scouted my competition. Like I said, I'm not passionate about cleaning. Um, I would call around, give dimensions for, you know, home sizes for standard deep and move in or move out cleanings, of all different size homes. Compiled all those numbers in a chart, came up with an average price for different areas of town. Then I tacked on about 30% to my service because, again, it's a premium service. Um, I have also had very honest conversations with my contractors about what I need to charge for them to make it worth it for them. Uh, and we price according to what they need as well. So we've done some tweaking on the pricing even after I set it the way that I did. And so doing this also exposed 
just how bad a lot of my competitors were at following up on leads and all of the business things that really help you make more money. But we'll talk more about that kind of stuff in a minute. But it did. It, you know, it was like um, I would call, get a quote, and they would ask for my phone number. And then I'd never hear from them again. It's like, well, why did you take my phone number if you weren't going to call or, or if you weren't going to try to close the sale and ask me, hey, when can we come out or any of those things? You just took the price, you know, you just shouted out a price on the phone and got off the phone. And it, it made me feel like you didn't want my business. And so those were things that I was obviously making a note of as I was scouting my competition, which another point, competition isn't bad. Uh, the fact that, you know, there are other cleaning companies that are doing big numbers, it actually motivates me because I know that the customers, one, are willing to pay. It, the, the idea has been validated. I'm more worried about starting a business that nobody is doing. Um, because then the, the, the hill is much steeper to climb, right? When there's a blueprint and there are people who are doing it, you can kind of take things that they do, make it your own, tweak it to fit, you know, your goals and your aspirations and go from there. And so for me, I view competition as a great thing. I love the fact that, you know, it's, it's a crowded field, especially here in Houston. Um, I love that. So, but anyway, once I was happy with the systems and the pricing, it was time to actually find the customers and the contractors. Now, this is where it got a little tricky because it was like, do you bring on contractors without having any customers or do you bring on customers before you have any contractors? And I personally decided that I was going to partner with three different contractors before I ever started running any ads. And the reason for this is contractors aren't employees. Um, I can't tell them what to do, where to be, how to clean any of that. They work for themselves. I just send them jobs. Um, so I can't do any of that. These are business owners that should have already had their own customers. And I would rather make them wait a few weeks for that first booking for me than have a customer and not have anyone to service the customer. So I ran hiring ads on Craigslist, Indeed, Facebook, a bunch of other places. And I made sure my ads were like specific as possible about what I was looking for because I wanted to deliver a great experience experience. I needed the contractors to have their own liability insurance. I needed them to have reliable transportation, their own cleaning supplies, at least two years of paid cleaning experience, references, and uh, a background check. Uh, obviously, can't forget that one. But these things, you know, were things that I put in place to, to for me to know. It, like if you've done all of these things, if you got insurance and supplies and all of that stuff, then you take it serious. It's not just a hobby for you. Um, I want, I want it to partner with professionals. And so I got a ton of applicants initially. So I scheduled phone screens during my daughter's nap time, which is the fun part of working from home, being an entrepreneur and a parent at the same time. Um, don't remember how many I did. It was a lot, but I just know that really like none of them met all of the criteria in the initial phone screen. And so then I was like, oh crap, like I've officially experienced my first setback here. Like we're not going to have people, you know, I've got people that um, aren't willing to get insurance or they don't have their own supplies or they don't have the right experience or they're like, oh, I can't pass a background check or, you know, all of these other things. And um, so I didn't know what to do. So I started searching for cleaners on Facebook and Instagram and reaching out there, you know, hopping in neighborhood Facebook groups, asking people for referrals on cleaning companies that they've used before. Um, and so doing that, just kind of that um, grassroots kind of thing, I scheduled about 20 or so more phone screens. And out of that, I was impressed with 
three particular ladies. And so I had a more formal interview. And then I brought all three of the ladies to my home at different times and paid them to clean for an hour. Um, And I did this because one, I wanted to make sure that they were actually good at what they did. Um, But I was also checking to see how personable they were. So when I answered the door, did they greet me? What did they say? How um, I wanted to know if like they would ask questions if they didn't know where something went or, you know, if they just walked in my bathroom and just started moving my toothbrush around. Right. I wanted to see how presentable and how professional they were, because all of that matters to my customers. And I know that matters to my customers, because as I was reading reviews on other companies, those were things I was noticing. Oh, they showed up late to the job. Oh, they look sloppy or they smelled like cigarettes or all of those things were things that actually mattered to the customer. So I wanted to make sure in person um, that these people were professional and all three of them each passed the test clean and received an offer from me. So I've hired three ambitious, detail oriented ladies for the business. And I feel amazing. Like, like, yes, this is going to work. Now it's time to find customers. And like I said, I've got a ton of sales and marketing experience, so I wasn't really worried about it. I knew kind of the channels to go to. I knew how to market. I knew how to word things to make it sound enticing. And so I started with about $150 per month in ads on Yelp and I want to say 200 or 250 on Google ads. And I had a huge sales process already laid out because again, my time in sales, so uh, my process was that I was going to you know, respond to the leads in 15 minutes or less. And if the customer didn't respond to my message, then I was going to follow up in about three, four hours. And after that, I would follow up again the next day if I hadn't heard from the customer. Then two days after that. And then finally, another three days after that. And then after that, the three day follow up. My last follow-up would be a week after that follow-up. So over the course of two weeks, we've reached out about six different times in about six different ways. Whereas most business owners that I contacted when I was building my price sheet would give me the price and again, never hear from them again. Um, I estimate that at least 30 to 40% of my revenue comes from customers that I've had to contact at a minimum of three, four times. Because people get busy and they forget things. So in business, it's important to have a, not just a a lead generation system, but a lead follow-up system. Like you've got to nurture that lead through the entire sales process until you close them. And so I believe on the first day, I think I got like 10 or so leads. I responded to all of them less than 15 minutes as I still try to do these days during business hours. It was getting pretty close to five. I want to say it was like 345, 3.30, four o'clock, somewhere around there. So I circle back on all the leads and I end up booking my very first cleaning on my very first day in business at the very end of the day, all because of that follow up process. And then I didn't get another booking for like three days, but I kept following my system and things slowly started to pick up. And again, I was new. I didn't have any reviews. So if you're looking at a company that's got 60 reviews and they're four and a half rating, and then here's this little peon company that has no reviews. Um, and they're a little bit higher, like, of course, people were a little apprehensive, but we slowly and gradually grew. And about three weeks later, I actually received my first recurring customer. Uh, it was a gentleman that reached out for pricing during that first week. He gets his, I think it's like a 3000 square foot home cleaned every two weeks to this very day from my first month in business. 
He's easily the customer I've generated the most revenue from. And it's all because I followed up with him two weeks later. And because I have these scripts saved in my notes app, it only takes me about like 30 seconds to do them for each customer. Like I have a note for each single follow-up process. So now you may be wondering like, okay, so how do you go from three to four customers in the first week to now doing five figures every month, right? Like I've got, I've gotten, you know, the first couple customers and things are steady and things are growing, but like, how do you get that? that explosive growth because it took us six months to go to five figures. And a lot of companies don't ever experience five figure months, uh, especially local service businesses like cleaning companies and things like that. So first things first, I decided to completely own a platform after like two months, right? It was like, I think I spent about six to eight weeks kind of balancing Google and Yelp. I would Raise the price, raise the ad spend on one, lower it on another. Um, and it, it didn't matter what I did. It always just felt like Yelp was outperforming Google. So I decided to just own it. And I wasn't completely happy with Google's results either. Like I was getting leads, but it was a lot of cheap people who wanted to call and haggle all the time. And like that's taken up a lot of my time, which I don't want. Like I would rather, like if you're annoying at the booking process, chances are you're going to be an annoying customer. And you're going to make me work a lot more. And that's not why I started this business to do a ton of work. Um, or it was just people who only wanted like partial home cleanings, right? Like, oh, can you come clean my kitchen in like a bedroom or, or a couple bathrooms? And so I was getting less bookings for less revenue per booking from Google. So I paused everything there. And again, just focus my attention on completely dominating Yelp. The thing is, though, I have friends in other cities that have a similar business model that dominate on Google and don't get anything from Yelp. The point of that is, is to find your marketing platform or whatever, your marketing strategy and own it, like completely dominate at it. So not only did I take the 250 I was spending on Google and put it to Yelp, I added another 600 to make it an even $1,000 a month in marketing on Yelp. Um, because by that time we were doing, I think I, yeah, I was spending like $150, $200 on Yelp ads and we were doing like two grand or so in revenue. Um, and so I was like, all right, you know, we've got some social proof with the reviews. Um, let's, let's ramp it up. So I started directing everyone to Yelp instead of Google for the reviews. I started posting updates and before and after photos, like once a week to show how well we cleaned. I created Yelp specific coupon codes like Yelp 10 or Yelp 20 or Yelp flash sale and things like that to get recurring customers. Um, I just put everything into that Yelp marketing machine because that was what was giving me the most bang for my buck. And so again, we just ran with it. And not only did I do that, I went out and found contractors that specialized in other things to create new revenue streams. So we started doing things like carpet cleanings. Uh, we signed on to handle a few vacation rentals which is a completely different animal. Oh my gosh. Like it's a, it's crazy. Um, I don't even want to stay in an Airbnb because of the work that these cleaners have to do and how crazy they are and how the owners try to cut corners and all these other things. Anyway, that's a whole nother issue, but we started doing carpet cleanings, got a few vacation rentals. Uh, and as I said, we just signed our first commercial project. So now we have, you know, different revenue streams. We're dominating on one platform. Um, and the beautiful thing about that is when residential slows down, like it has been for the last like two weeks, because parents are putting all their energy and getting kids back to school, 
Now we have these other revenue streams that can kind of carry us through this process. And so our revenue hasn't really dropped uh, because of that. So, and again, some of these opportunities I found from Yelp, some of them came from our regular customers referring us to friends and business owners that they knew, which is the best because I didn't have to spend anything to get those customers. Um, that's the value in hiring good quality contractors uh, is because they lead to referrals and things like that. And another thing that helped us grow was turning our one-time customers into recurring customers. Now, this is a multi-step process, but it all starts with partnering with the right contractors that, again, do high-quality work. So we always talk about, um, when I say we, my contractors and, and myself, we always talk about wowing our customer senses when they come home after we've been there. So everything should look tidy and organized. Like when you walk in the door, everything should look neat and orderly. Everything should look clean. It should also smell amazing when they walk through the door, but not in like an overpowering way, but like a, a really subtle way um, that, that just smells awesome, right? And when they touch surfaces like countertops, they should feel the difference. And so we always talk about wowing our customer senses when they come home uh, after we've completed the job. And that's super important to all of us. And we try to deliver it with every cleaning because that's what converts the one-time customers into long-time clients. And so once we've delivered the service, we reach out, call the customers the next day, and just talk through the cleaning. If there's an issue, which, hey, let's face it, we're all human and sometimes things get missed, we offer to come back out and take care of those missed areas free of charge on a day that's convenient for them. This matters because it keeps us from getting bad reviews online. This one phone call um, and, and jumping out in front of it and being proactive versus waiting for the customer to call and complain or take that complaint online keeps us from getting bad reviews and keeps our social proof high, right? If the customer is totally satisfied, we pitch them on a monthly service to start out with, which comes with a pretty competitive discount. Now, if they're unsatisfied, we obviously wait a little bit. We wait 30 days and we turn them on our text messaging funnel, remind them, hey, it's been 30 days since your last cleaning. Tap this link, book your next cleaning. Here's a discount code. Uh, we do that if the customer is satisfied. We do that if the customer is not satisfied. Um, I would say we convert maybe on the initial phone call, I would say we convert maybe one out of every five or six customers into a recurring customer. And for those we don't convert again, they jump into that automated follow-up text at 30, 60 and 90 days. It's got different discount codes and we actually do convert some of those. I don't know those numbers off the top of my head, but so not only have I recouped my customer acquisition costs on the first cleaning, I'm now generating revenue that I can count on for months and the teams are happy too, because once it's their customer, it's their customer until either the cleaner or the customer requests a change. So now they're making a steady income versus, you know, having the up and downs of like one-time cleanings and all that, which helps me because when they have consistent income from me, they don't want to leave. They, I, I get to retain quality contractors. And so that's awesome. Um, and then as I fill up the team's calendar, you know, I, I've got options. I can either lower my ad spend to slow the demand if it's busy or I want to take some time off, kind of like what I did this summer, or I can keep it where it is and I can focus on hiring and growing, which is what I'm doing now. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to mention on that follow-up phone call, I also bring up the fact that we have a referral program where our customers can get a certain percentage off their cleaning for each customer that they refer to us. Now, as much as I love Yelp, uh, as, as transformative as it's been for my business, there is nothing more powerful than word of mouth advertising. 
So for me, it hasn't been just throwing dollars at Yelp. There have been some pretty strategic and timely decisions that worked out really well for us. And I've seen immediate increases too. So like when we first started and I was just kind of dabbling and putting a little money here, a little money there, we were doing, I think, 22,000 to 2,200 in sales for the first couple months is about what we were averaging. The the very first month I did that, we doubled and well, more than doubled. We went up to 5,300. So we had more than doubled um, the first month that I bumped up the ad spin. And then the following month, we went up from like 5,300 to a little over 7,000. And then the next month, we went from 7,000 to 10K. So just in like three months, we went from $2,200 a month to $10,000 a month. And like I said, because it's been summertime, I haven't focused on just hyper, hyper growth. I've just held steady at that 10K a month number um, because I wanted to spend all of my time with my family while my wife was off for the summer. But now that it's just me and the kiddo during the day, I plan to do some more hiring. And the goal is to double that revenue by the end of this year. So, yeah, that's, I mean, pretty much a like 30,000 foot view of how I built and grew my business so quickly. I set up great systems like the text reminders to one-time customers, lead follow-ups, even some great hiring systems to make that process more efficient. I went all in on the marketing platform with the best ROI and that aligned with my business goals. Um, I hired the best of the best and didn't cut corners. And that really allowed me to generate good reviews, which led to potential customers trusting us enough to like give us a shot. And then also the ability to turn those one-time customers into regular clients. And that's pretty much it. As I said, next on the list is getting to 20K a month in revenue. And then once we hit that number in consecutive months, I'll be hiring a virtual assistant to take over. Um, I do have an exit strategy. So the year I think that we hit half a million in revenue, um, I will probably start trying to shop the company and... Uh, you know, I'll either sell my list of customers to another company or I'll just sell the company outright um, if I can find a buyer that way. But in order to do either of those things, hire a virtual assistant or sell the company, I'm having to write down and organize all of these systems, turn them into a training manual. So whoever I bring on, or whoever I sell to can ramp up quickly um, and I mean, just as quickly as Taylor did on our trip, but in all of the areas, not necessarily just responding to leads, but how to respond to customer complaints and all of those things. So that's where I spend my time now is just getting those um, procedures in place and, you know, kind of systematizing even more. Right. So, again, I try not to get too deep into the weeds on this one, just in the interest of time. I know this is longer than normal. Um, but I am here to answer any questions you guys have about this journey or even answer any questions you have about starting your own business. As always, you can find me on Instagram at winning to wealth spelled the same as the show. That's winning to wealth on Instagram. But until we talk again, keep racking up those wins one at a time. Take care.